G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Sharing your faith can be an exciting experience. Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie dispels the myths and misconceptions that often keep believers from sharing the good news with those who don't know the Lord. Telling others about Jesus can be an adventure. Leading people to Jesus can be one of the greatest joys you've ever known. Not a mere drudgery, not mere duty. It's a privilege. It's an opportunity. It's a joy. This is the day when the lost are found. to joining us today for a new beginning, Pastor and author Greg Laurie. And today, Pastor Greg begins a series that'll help us to deliver the good news of Jesus Christ in the most effective way possible. It's a good time to take some notes today. It's a message simply called, Tell Someone. Let's get going. I know most of you probably have heard my story of how I came to Christ, but this sort of sets up what I'm about to say, so I'm going to go over it just a little bit. I came to believe in Jesus at the age of 17. That was 10 years ago. And, no, a little longer. But um, I came from this crazy home of dysfunction and alcoholism. My mom was a raging alcoholic, married and divorced seven times, lots of boyfriends in between, the life I lived with her was craziness. And I saw things no little boy should ever see. And in many ways, I had to become the parent of the relationship because she would basically pass out drunk every single night. So very early in life, this set me on a search where I was thinking to myself, there has to be more to life than this. I don't want to live this way. But as I got older and I got into high school, I started walking in my mother's footsteps. I was out getting drunk on the weekends, partying with my friends, smoking, etc. I couldn't believe it. Well, around this time, the drug culture is coming on strong. And they said in those days, you know, if you take drugs, you'll become more aware. So I bought into the lie of it and I started effectively smoking pot every single day, taking LSD on the weekends. My life was a mess. And I did become more aware of how miserable I was. I felt like I was 70 at the age of 17. And I thought, what is life about? For me, it became process of elimination. Clearly, it's not my mother's world, which included affluence and all that. Clearly, it's not in my own world and the choices I've made. Where is it? Well, I was going to school at Harbor High School. I had transferred over there to actually dive deeper into the drug 
culture and disconnect from my friends at my previous school. And as I got on campus, a couple of my druggy friends said, Greg, be careful. We have a lot of Jesus freaks on this campus. Don't talk to them. Stay away from them. And I said, there's no way Greg Laurie would ever become a Jesus freak. Get serious. <laughs> Famous last words. Okay, so I dismiss them as a bunch of crazy people. I thought they were all effectively one taco short of a combination plate, right? Just there's something wrong with these people. But uh, one day I saw this cute girl. <laughs> and uh, I, I noticed she was talking to a friend of mine. And I thought, I'm gonna walk up and introduce myself to this girl. So I walked up there and I'm waiting for a break in the conversation, kind of looking at this girl. And I, I know she has a you know, notebook for school and a few textbooks for class. And then I saw she had one of these books. It, one of these books, you know, with the shiny pages and the ribbon. I went, oh no, it's a Bible. She's a Jesus freak. What a waste of a perfectly cute girl. <laughs> Why would she be into that? And... I was curious now. And so one day at lunchtime, I was walking across the campus looking for the cute Christian girl. And I found her sitting on the front lawn with a bunch of her fellow Christians singing songs about God. And I sat down close enough where I could sort of eavesdrop on their conversation, but far enough away where my friends wouldn't think I was becoming one of them. And a guy gets up to speak. His name was Lonnie. He was a youth pastor. And he shared a message. I don't remember most of what he said. All I remember was he had long hair and a beard and he looked like Jesus. So I'm just watching, whoa, well, this guy looks like Jesus, you know? And then he made one statement that stayed with me. He said, Jesus said you're either for me or against me. I looked around at the Christians and I thought, well, they're definitely for him. And I'm not one of them. Does that mean I'm against Jesus? Well, I didn't want to be against Jesus. I mean, he was my God of choice in times of crisis. Whenever there was trouble, I, I called out to Jesus for sure. I always admired him. I'd seen all of his movies. <laughs> but I didn't know he could be known in a personal way. And then this guy, Lonnie, who was speaking, said, if you want to ask Jesus to come into your life, get up right now and walk forward and stand here and pray. And a bunch of kids got up and walked forward to the front of the room. And I thought, there's no way I could do that. I hung my head. My hair was hanging to my eyes. Use your imagination. Um, <laughs> I used to have the most awesome surfer wave coming right again. I do this all the time. <laughs> Those were the days. But um, so my hair sort of hanging on my eyes. I'm thinking there's no way I can do this. And, and next thing I knew I was up there. And I'm praying with these people. And as I'm praying I'm thinking this isn't going to work for me. I'm not the religious type. God won't hear this prayer. And after I was done praying, I didn't feel a thing and I wasn't really sure anything did happen. But Christ had come into my life that day. Well, I wasn't quite sure where I fit in because I knew I didn't want to go hang out with my old low-life druggy friends. But I wasn't quite comfortable with the Christians yet. They were so intense. It's a praise the Lord this and hallelujah that. Thinking, I don't know if I want to hang out with them. So I thought, I'm going to be a solo Christian. It's just me and God. So that weekend passed and it was Monday at school. I'm walking along sorting this all out of my mind and some guy yells, Brother Greg! Brother Greg! I'm thinking, who is this guy? And he comes running up to me, Brother! And I'm thinking, he's not my brother. Unless he's a brother from a different mother. I thought, well, then again, with all of my mom's marriage and divorces, who knows, you know? No, he's going, Bro, praise God! I'm like, Okay, whatever. Go ahead if you want to. I don't know. 
What, are you, what am I supposed to say? Hallelujah. Okay. Bro, I saw you accepted Christ last Friday. <clears throat> yeah. Bro, you need to really start getting in the Word. What? You need to read the Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a Bible for you. And he pulls out the weirdest looking Bible I've ever seen. It was covered in suede and it had two popsicle sticks glued together in the form of a cross. <laughs> now, being a designer, my aesthetic senses were immediately offended. So he gives it to me. I, okay, thanks a lot. Go away now. Go away now. So he walks away and I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? I'm not going to walk around school with a popsicle stick Bible. So I shoved it in the pocket of my coat. I ripped the pocket in the process. I was a very bold witness for Christ, as you can see. I went over to see my old friends. I used to go over to this guy's house that was near our high school, and we literally would get high every single day. Gee, I wonder why my grades were so low. Anyway, when I got over to my friend's house, I took my Bible out of my ripped pocket and put it in the bushes in front of the house. You know, I hadn't seen these guys since I accepted Christ. So I walked over there like we did every day and I came walking in. They said, Lori, where you been? Didn't see you in the weekend. Oh, nowhere. What have you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> wow, man, hey, we got some good dope. You want to smoke it? No. Lori, what's wrong with you? I don't want it, I said. What's, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit started tugging on my heart and he's saying, tell them about Jesus. And I'm saying, no way. <laughs> Not going to happen. So they're, they're asking me more questions. I'm trying to ignore them. Suddenly the front door opens up and my friend's mother comes bursting in. What is she holding but my Bible? Who does this belong to? Like I've committed a crime. Who does this belong to? I thought, this woman has kids doing drugs in her house every day and she's worried about a Bible? Who does this belong to? Every eye in the room goes to the popsicle stick Bible and then it goes to me. They just knew there was a connection. <laughs> I said, that's mine. What? Lori, what'd you say? He said, it's mine. What is it? It's a bubble. <laughs> so what? It's a Bible. What? Bible. B-I-B-L-E. It's a Bible. One of my buddies said, oh, praise the Lord, Brother Greg. Are we going to be Christians now and follow Jesus? I said, no, I'm going to hit you in the mouth. That's what I'm going to do. I hadn't read 1 Corinthians 13 yet. I hadn't read anything yet. They started harassing me, mocking me, giving me the hardest time. And I knew right then and there, okay, I'm not going to hang out with this group anymore. And that was when I realized that, hey, this is a change in my life. So let's just say that my first attempt at sharing the gospel was a complete failure. Does that maybe describe you? You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And today, Pastor Greg is beginning a series of practical helps in sharing the good news. It's a message called Tell someone. Let's continue. Now let me say something that might surprise you, but I believe it. I believe to fail to share my faith can be a sin before God. You say, now Greg, you've gone too far. Let me explain. Because the Bible speaks of sins of commission and omission. Do you know the difference? Heard the story of a Sunday school teacher that was talking about sin in her class to the kids. 
She asked them, do any of you know what the sin of commission is? Little girl sitting up in the front raised her hand. The teacher called on her. The little girl said the sin of commission is when you do something you should not do. Teacher said that's exactly right. Very good. Now does anyone know what the sin of omission is? Little boy sitting in the back of the room waving his hand back and forth. The teacher calls on him. Okay son, what's the sin of omission? He says those are the sins you want to do but you haven't gotten around to yet. <laughs> not exactly. The little girl had it right. The sin of commission is when I do what I should not do. I cross a line. The Bible talks about trespass and sin. You've seen a sign in a park, no trespassing. I step over that line. I break a commandment of God. That's a sin of commission. But a sin of omission is not doing what I should do. Again, a sin of commission is doing what I should not do. A sin of omission is not doing what I should do. And I'm told over in the book of James, Chapter 4 verse 17, to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. <laughs> so it can be a sin to not share the gospel. Let me illustrate. Let's say you're walking down the street and you heard a scream and you looked and there was a house on fire. And someone yelled out, there's a child in there. Now let's say you heard that and walked over and looked at it for a few moments and then just kept walking. Would that be a bad thing? I mean, at the very least, call 911. Better yet, why don't you maybe run into that burning house and save that child? Yet at the same time, we walk every day past burning homes, so to speak. People that are facing something worse than a burning home, they're facing an eternal fire, and we do absolutely nothing. In fact, we don't even really care because as far as we're concerned, our eternal destiny is taken care of. Why worry about them? But yet the Bible says that we should snatch people from the flames of judgment. There in the book of Jude chapter 1. God wants to use you to bring other people to Him. Don't ask me why God chooses to use people. But it's clear that He does. He wants to use you to bring others to Jesus. I believe if you will hear, process, and implement the principles that I'll share with you from the Word of God that you will be leading people to Christ before you know it. You might say, now Greg, that's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? Is not conversion the work of the Holy Spirit? Yes, that's true. But honestly, sometimes that's said by people that do absolutely nothing. In evangelism, there's God's part and there's our part. Our part is to proclaim the gospel. God's part is to convert people. But we all have a part to play. The Holy Spirit is going to nudge you at times to share your faith, but He's not going to take you over and make you do it. You're not going to turn into a little gospel robot. You know, you must believe in Jesus or something like that. I don't know. Robots seem like they walk like that. They, robots never walk that fast, you know. No, He's going to nudge you. And you can say yes to Him and He'll empower you and give you the right words. Or you can say no to Him and miss the opportunity but this is what God wants us to do. But listen, this series is not designed to make you feel bad if you've not been all that effective at sharing your faith. In fact, I hope it's the very opposite of that. I hope it will inspire you because I want you to understand that sharing your faith can be an exciting experience. Telling others about Jesus can be an adventure. Leading people to Jesus can be one of the greatest joys you've ever known. And dare I say it, being used by God can be 
fun. That's right, fun. Not a mere drudgery, not mere duty. It's a joy. It's a privilege. It's an opportunity. And listen to this. We're told in Psalm 126, 6, those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying their sheaves with them. And the idea of that is I go out and I sow my little gospel seeds in the lives of people and periodically the Lord will allow me to see a person come to Christ and that brings great joy. Not just on earth, but check this out. Every time a lost person believes in Jesus, there is applause in heaven. The Bible says that there is joy in the presence of the angels over every sinner that comes to Jesus Christ. And next to knowing Christ myself, to me the greatest joy I know is seeing others come to Christ and then growing in their faith. John said, I have no greater joy than to know my children are walking in the truth. Such a joy. And then we are also told by Jesus himself, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. By the way, the word blessed can be translated happy. It's a happier thing to give than it is to receive. Now you tell that to a kid and they won't believe it. No, to receive is happier. But as you get older, you discover the joy of giving, don't you? And it is a joy to give out the gospel. Pastor Greg Laurie with some great encouragement to start this new series called Tell Someone, right here on A New Beginning. That's the title of the series and also the title of today's message. Now next time we'll have some more practical insight on our privilege and responsibility of sharing the good news with those around us. I hope you can join us next time for A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Tell Someone. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.